This Moses did, according to all that the Lord commanded him. So he did. In the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was erected. Moses erected the tabernacle. He laid its bases and set up its frames and put in its poles and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent over it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above on the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the veil of the screen and screened the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle outside the veil and arranged the bread on it before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lamp stamp in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle and set up the lamps before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the golden altar in the tent of meeting before the veil and burned fragrant incense on it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put in place the screen for the door of the tabernacle and he set the altar of burnt offering at the entrance of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting and offered on it burnt offering and grain offering as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it for washing, with which Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet. When they went into the tent of meeting and when they approached the altar, they washed as the Lord commanded Moses. And he erected the court around the tabernacle and the altar and set up the screen of the gate of the court. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting, because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel, throughout all their journeys. The book of Exodus ends on a pleasant note. Here in these last chapters, from 36 to 40, Israel executes in great detail the instructions of God in building his tabernacle, so that the Lord may dwell among his people the people he chose and entered into a covenantal relationship with. A covenant that was frustrated and broken by the people, yet re-established by God, who promises to dwell among the people, in partial fulfillment to the promise that God made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, saying of Abraham's descendants, I will be their God. The promise that is faithfully fulfilled in these last chapters, in the erection of the tabernacle, and the settling of the glory of God upon it. This is the final climax of the book of Exodus, that the Lord is faithful to deliver on his covenantal promises and takes pleasure in dwelling among his people, whom he has chosen, and that the people finally responded with faithfulness to God in diligent obedience to him 
as the Lord had commanded Moses. God said he will be Israel's God. Israel's response, being obedience even to minute details, shows that Israel also wanted God to be their God and so were faithful in doing all that the Lord commanded Moses. God's faithfulness to Israel is as sure an evidence of his love for his people as can be. Israel therefore acts in a way that one should, towards a loving and faithful Lord. Any other response just wouldn't cut it. Imagine a wise king who has been, without fail, generous, kind, and faithful to give only that which is good to a servant of his. This king calls to his courts his servant, to whom he gives a set of instructions, to which the first words of the servant are, My Lord, I shall not. Those two phrases simply don't belong together in the same sentence. No servant of this king should on one side of his lips refer to the king as my lord and on the other side of his lips say to the king, I shall not. It is not just a disrespect. It is a complete disregard for the love that is shown to him by the king. It is a paraphrasing of, I don't love you back. Christ is Lord. Christ is Lord of all, and he is especially Lord of the sordid sojourner. Diligent obedience to Christ is faithfulness and is an expression of love toward Christ, who says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. God called Moses to lead the making of his tabernacle. God called his people to bring items for the making of his tabernacle. God called skilled craftsmen, in whom he had put skill and intelligence, to use these items to build his tabernacle. And he called and anointed Aaron and his sons as priests to serve him. In all these acts of service, God called. God has called this order sojourner in many ways of service to him. This includes our everyday work. Bezalel and Oholiab were skilled craftsmen who used their skill as service to the Lord. After all, it is the Lord who put in them the skill and intelligence. So the sorter's sojourner ought to recognize his or her work as a call to worship, as a calling of God. I have heard my mother say this quite a lot. She has served for many years as a ward assistant at a couple of health centers, and I have witnessed her devotion to her work and her recognition of it as a calling. As a child, I had the privilege of seeing this, that the last thing my mother would do before leaving home was to pray for her work, and the first thing that she would do when she arrived in the consulting room, and alone, but in these instances with me, is to pray that her hands may be blessed so that her patients may be served and even be healed, and the Lord has blessed her with more skill and intelligence to do things that she would normally not be expected to be able to. This, I believe, is a good first step for the sordid sojourner in showing understanding of his or her vocation as service to the Lord. And from then on, the sordid sojourner is to be Christian in his or her work ethics. The father of one of my dearest friends served the Lord as a prominent officer of the Ghana National Fire Service. 
It was a great pleasure to witness his work ethics, unwavering in his Christian principles. You would know he's a Christian without him telling you that he is. And the Lord blessed him with success and retirement from work without a bad word against him. This is what the Apostle Paul urges us to. He says, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So may we go out there and serve the Lord faithfully and diligently. May we do that with excellence, using the skills and intelligence He has endowed us with. May we do that recognizing that this is an act of worship. Amen. Now for all you sorted sojourners who labor in the Lord, hear the word of God, words of encouragement from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 to 10. Hear the word. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this episode of The Sorter's Sojourner on being diligent in our obedience to the Lord even in our daily work. I hope that it encourages you to worship the King, even with the work of your hands. And on this beautiful note, we come to the end of a series on the book of Exodus. We began a new series on the book of Acts and I am thrilled to talk to you about it, if the Lord wills it and we find each other here again next week. But in the meantime, arise, put your armor on, gird up your sword, and press on towards the goal, which is Christ. Amen.